Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Now we're kind of back on the fan. While you were sleeping, we started the show. I mean, we've really been talking about it for the last two hours. Start of the show, ripping both the Jets and the Giants. But, hey, uh, no Giant fan has called today. I wonder why. Um, it's weird to me. I haven't heard from Brett and Long Island yet. Where are the Giant fans? After that embarrassing performance, look, with the Giants, it's going to happen. We know they're not the most talented team. They've still done a great job. But that was an important game that they laid an egg in. And now, after getting pasted by the Lions at home, you can't feel good about the Giants going into Dallas, setting up now the first of four division games where they have not had a division win the 0 for 1 with the home loss to the Cowboys on Monday Night Football without Dak Prescott that was with the backup quarterback Cooper Rush so the Giants will have uh, their hands full on Thanksgiving where they go to Dallas and take on the Cowboys starting the first of four division games off of just a a horrendous performance and look you ask the quarterback to throw it I'm not going to pick on Daniel Jones he's been good but you ask him to throw it 44 times mistakes are going to happen couple of interceptions you know Giants making mistakes three turnovers you're not going to win when you turn the ball over three times and that's exactly what happened with the Giants and the Lions just beat them up in the trenches maybe the Lions aren't awful Uh, and people I I think people thought this was more than a trap game this was the Lions being honestly they were better I mean they beat them up inside the trenches they ran the football down their throat Giants couldn't stop them so this was not just the oh, trap game, bad things happen. Giants played a bad game against the Texans uh, a week ago and won. That was not going to be the case against Detroit, who actually has some talent offensively. And the game kind of went how you thought it might. Lions getting up early. Giants going to have to throw it a lot to come back. Are they going to be able to? The answer was no. Once Detroit stuffed Saquon Barkley, that was basically the beginning of the end. But the main event, and by the way, it was much better at 4 o'clock when I started the show, uh, you know, fresh. I went in fresh. Check it out on the free Odyssey app. Anyway, the Jets are not ready for that next step. And we thought that that was going to be the case on Friday. However, their defense played a tremendous football game. And the offense gave them nothing. And I understand that everybody's going to pick on Zach Wilson. It's not all Zach Wilson. They didn't run the football at all. Can't do that. Obviously, the final special teams play there. Just a terrible decision. Punter right down the middle of the field like that. You, you can't do that. But... The quarterback play was hideous, and I mean hideous. It doesn't get much worse than what Zach Wilson did, although it did get worse for Zach Wilson after the game. It's a combination of Wilson's arrogance both on the field and off it. And look, on the field, he's lucky he wasn't intercepted twice. He, you know, again, missing throws, airmailing throws left and right. It's It's tough to watch. It's hard to believe with a guy that has the skill set that he does, but it's tough to watch. 
But even worse, worse was Zach Wilson afterward, not taking accountability. And you can get away with a quarterback making mistakes, whether it's an interception or two. You can live with the quarterback missing even several throws, airmail and stuff, especially in year two. You cannot live with a quarterback who is disliked by his teammates and has sheer arrogance and lacks accountability. That will not fly under any circumstance. And that is something that I'm not putting only on Zach Wilson. I'm also putting it on the organization that drafted him. It's on Joe Douglas. It's on Robert Sala. It's on the floor. Those guys did not put Zach Wilson in a position to succeed. Those guys have not held Zach Wilson accountable. At least publicly. Now, I'm hoping that somebody had a conversation with him at some point about what he's doing and saying that's unacceptable. But clearly it hasn't gotten through to him. So there's one thing left to do. Bench his ass. Not because he's not playing well. Not because Joe Flacco or Mike White can help this team win a couple more games that maybe gets them to the playoffs. No, none of that. Because Zach Wilson needs to be taught a lesson. And clearly, whatever they're doing isn't working. It's not getting through to him. Send him the message. Actually, don't send him the message. Show him the message. Hey, knucklehead. I'm not benching you because you airmailed 18 throws and we're lucky that more balls weren't picked off. I'm benching you because of what you said. You really think you didn't let the defense down? And if that's the case, we got a whole nother problem. When somebody asks a quarterback after their team scores three points and the quarterback was 9 of 22 for an embarrassing 77 yards and it didn't even look that good. And this off of other issues... Him complaining during the week or talking to the media. Nobody outside the building knows what they're talking about as far as football goes. You know, And a couple weeks ago, not handling himself well. All that. And then the question comes, do you feel like you guys let the defense down? No. No. That's unacceptable arrogance. And if Robert Tala wasn't thinking about a change of quarterback, he should be after seeing that. Because that can't fly. You're enabling... This 23-year-old going on 18. He is immature. He's a little crybaby. He's a baby. Actually, he's not even a crybaby. He's just a baby. He doesn't cry. He just thinks he knows more than everybody else. He's arrogant. The problem is he sucked. That's the problem. And I'm somebody that's liked him. I've supported him. I still believe in his ability. I cannot stand by that arrogance. It needs it needs to get fixed. And quickly. Because you have guys in that locker room, whether it's Garrett Wilson, who I didn't think said anything wrong, but was very open and clearly frustrated about the offense being an embarrassment. Whether it's Franklin Myers liking a tweet and so on. You know, the frustrations on the field with Denzel Mims and others. His arrogance both on and off the field, unacceptable, and it needs to change now. Like now. And I don't know how they're going to get through to him if they haven't already, aside from benching him. 877-337-6666, coming up at 440. We'll have one of the overnight legends on. Now, I know that he's on regularly these days, but I have not spoken to him in a while. And he hasn't been on the overnights in who knows how long. 
Joe Beningo will join us at 440. I talked to him yesterday before the game, and we had talked a while back. He's like, oh, come on anytime you want, bro, blah, 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 blah. This was months ago, so I figured, why not? Today would be the good day to have him on, win or lose. And, of course, they lost. So we'll talk to Joe in about a half hour from now. 877-337-6666. Eric is calling from Ron Conkama. Good morning, Eric. Hey, so Well, that, that should be epic. I'm definitely looking forward to that, but... Uh... Uh, you know, you touched on a couple of things I was gonna, I was gonna hit, but before I even get to that, uh, don't forget also too that Deeds laid out that quarterback with one shot, you know, because he refused to stop talking trash, so. Right, he wasn't he had a bad mouth in front of, uh, a female? I, something yeah, in front happened. of some I ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, right. I forgot so, that yeah, Deeds punched him right. And then he went right. Then he went and told his dad, and his dad said, yep. found out why he punched him, and then his dad gave him a spank. Right. Yeah. yeah, gave him the belt, and you heard the uh, you heard the background. Uh, no, Daddy. Yeah. Right, but, uh, right. And Eric, yeah, of uh, course, is referencing what we talked about before. Zach Wilson needs a little Mister Deeds treatment. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, you know, look, I uh, first off, I think I think you mentioned it to Doug because I was going to bring it up. Look, I, uh, no more na- no more the narrative of you know the the team is better than the other team. You know, to, if a team were rooting for it, because I don't, I don't care if the team is the, you know, the '85 Bears, okay, playing that that was playing that game yesterday. Until you start beating the team consistently, and and I'm not just talking about one win. I mean, we lost prior to yesterday 13 straight games to the Patriots. I don't care who's on that team that was on the Jets yesterday. It could have been the, you know, like I said, '85 Bears, or it could have been who played yesterday. You're not better than them until you start beating them. So no more narrative of oh, oh, eight years. Team. I mean, it's been eight years. You know, I, mean, I, I, hear, I don't weekend. want to hear about the talent. Oh, the Jets are talented. No way. I don't want to hear about it. I understand the talent that the Jets have, but as long as Belichick is there, there's a major mismatch, and the Jets got to figure out a way to to somehow beat this team. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Look, I mean, given given everything that's been going on for the last week, you know, I, I went over to my father's house. And he's a giant fan, so I, I went over there, kept him company. I, I moved the, uh, uh, the the small TV into the room next to him, so we had both games going, you know. And I swear, I wanted to just vomit while watching the Jet game. I mean, it was just, you know, and, and he's he's watching the Giant game. You know, that was a more entertaining at least. But, you know, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, you know, I, well, I forgot who it was on the Patriots. He's running along the sidelines. You know, drops the ball for no absolutely, absolutely no reason. I thought the Jets recovered it. But yeah, you know, next thing I know, the uh, the one who fumbled that picked it up again. I'm like, they can't even recover anything. You know, it's just it's driving me nuts. And, uh, and, and in all honesty, they they're, they're lucky that it came down to the the um, the kickoff return because uh, uh, what's what's his name? Uh, you know, for the for the kicker for uh, New England missed two field goals. Fault, I mean, yeah, that game would have right. been over anyway. Right. Yeah. I, it's just. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was a terrible game. Terrible game watching the whole thing. I just, oh, no, it was, I, of I, course. I, I, and it, it, no, it was for a Jeff fan. And thank you for the call, Eric. Appreciate you checking in. It's as frustrating a loss as you can possibly have to end like that. And it was showing. I was watching uh, Scott Van Pelt show after the Sunday night game, and I forget what it was. It was only like four game-ending touchdowns on kick returns in the last 40 years. Obviously, one of them was with, against the Giants with Deshaun Jackson. But that is – it's it's a horrible in – the, in the final 10 seconds of a game. It's a horrible way to lose a game. But you never felt – come on, we watched the game. 
I never once felt like the Jets were at all either in control or going to win that game. Not once. How could you how could you feel that way after watching the quarterback play? They couldn't move the football. They got two yards of offense in the in the second half. And it's not just on the quarterback, it's on the entire offense. They all have their names on that one. Figure out a way to gain a couple yards, for goodness sake. Chris is in Beacon. What's up, Chris? Hey pal, what's going on? How are you, Chris? Doing well. So yeah, speaking of uh Mr. Deeds. He was Zach Wilson is not as good as that quarterback. He was leading the he was leading the <laughs> league in in touchdowns with over three thousand yards, and he won the Heisman Trophy the year before. So good point. Fair we point. will never have a quarterback like that. All right. Well, you know, he big, still needs the Mister Deeds treatment. Yeah, biggest mistake of your life. That was a great movie, though. <laughs> um, I'll compare him more to the way he played that whole game, the way he was throwing it, overthrowing it, underthrowing it was more compared to Paul Crew in Longest Yard in the second half when the warden tried to pin caretaker's murder on him and, and the way he was throwing it. And what did they do? They they just they got they let him get beat up. They the offensive line moved and let him get sacked multiple mm-hmm. times where, you know Yeah, that's coming do- soon from the Jets. <laughs> if they keep letting Wilson start, you watch. The the offensive line. Oh, sorry. I, I missed that block. Yeah, well, maybe they have to do that, just like they did the Paul Crew in that movie. Or maybe take him on the basketball court with the biggest guy and let him get roughed up a little bit. Just to humble, humble him a little bit, you know? Just to, you He know, needs to, to be humbled. He needs to be humbled and held accountable. I don't think there's any question about it. His arrogance is out of control. I have yes. never seen – I cannot believe that he actually stood up there and said no to that question. When Did you let the defense down? Well, that is a common sense – I know. Like, answer it as a human being. Like, what are you, an idiot? I don't – I, I think he look. This kid is not stupid. He's a smart kid. He knows what he's saying. He knows the rumblings, obviously, in that locker room. They don't like him. And I, like I told you, they were saying this. Bart Scott said on the post game last year that he's heard inside the locker room they do not like him. And it's, right. and that's when they said they were cheering on Mike White when he when he came in the locker room in front of him. They're like, this is probably embarrassing for Zach to be sitting there, and they're cheering Mike White in the locker room. So this is going back. You're right. This is a two-year problem now. This is a problem since day one because because Zach Wilson is uh, is arrogant and that rubs people the wrong way. When you come in like that, you you uh cannot be acting like you're Joe Montana right out of the gate. You can't do that. But what what, we're so what are we looking at here? They put Mike White as the second person. They should have left Flacco there so he could have learned from him. And even that fourth quarter, I was telling Fleek, you had to bring. Someone in, I don't, not Mike White, but anybody, but even Flacco, just to get down the field to get into at least a field goal range and win this game. Because even when he had that last chance with less than two minutes, I was praying, please just get down the field. And then they gave it back. And then once that part returned, that was a, a, a great way for the Jets to, to lose that game. I thought basically they're going to come down the field, get a couple, you know, uh, you know, get down in field goal range and win them like that. But the win. The way they did was a typical Jets loss. And I was broke my TV today. I was, I was going to throw my phone right into my TV. Then I would probably got the divorce papers. But my wife would have lost her mind if I did that. <laughs> yeah, but I, was losing, I, lost my, I, I, last, I lost my mind. I let out a big scream. And then I sat there and I just laughed myself. I said, wow, this is just, this is, this is just unbelievable typical Jets at this point right now. 
So and and then, and then I lost my parlay on it. I had the Lions. I knew they were going to beat the Giants, and I had Lions. I had I don't know why I picked the Jets in this parlay. Yeah, and me then either. I had somebody that? else that won a lot games that all did it. All one is yeah. and then the Jets, and it was I guess like a two hour win, and the Jets just had a you know and I was going to cash. You know what I'm problem with with this betting style is that they offered me the cash out, and I had a college uh, parlay too. And, and UCLA messed me up on Saturday night because they lost. Oh, you can't, lost you can't that be game. doing it. Forget the cash outs. Don't don't do it. You, stay, you play. You make a parlay. Stick with it. None of this cash out stuff. But what are you doing? Getting in bed with your own team? You should know better. Patriots have owned you. God, that's a frustrating loss. But it was really just a frustrating day. The loss. The actual kick return was the kicker. I never felt good about the Jets winning that game. It was more like, all right, let's see what happens in overtime. Maybe something breaks their way. Because you're waiting for New England to make a mistake. That was really the only way the Jets were going to get in, in field goal range. Sebastian is calling from Bridgewater, New Jersey. What's up, Sebastian? Sal, what's up, man? What's good, bro? How are you, Sebastian? Ah, could be better, man. You know how it is. You know, mm. I thought for sure... I thought for sure the Jets defense was going to come in here and pick this guy off. And they didn't even like, – two weeks when they played the Patriots going back a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> Zach Wilson definitely gave the game away. And the Jets – this is what I don't understand, Sal. Why do you keep letting them have the – don't even let them throw the ball. Please, don't throw the ball. Just get them off the field. I don't understand why they're not running the ball. Keep running the ball. I, they couldn't run the ball yesterday. Just keep running it. The Patriots couldn't right. run the ball. Next thing you know, they're doing dink and dunks. Stevenson's getting here 15 yards, 18 yards. They're running the ball. Why are the Jets not running the ball? You signed James Robinson. Where was he at yesterday? Did he even play yesterday, Sal? Yeah, I mean, well, you, I don't know if you're being facetious or not. He did have seven carries in the game. I mean, they, they didn't go for you much know, yards. You know, what, you know what I'm saying, though, Sal? I know what you're like, saying. Yeah, was... right. No, I know. Well, nobody did anything, but that's the point. They got to run the football. Hey, look, I don't even so, care if at that point it's more design runs for Zach Wilson. Do something. So this this is what right the Steelers drafted a rookie quarterback and they went and put Mitch Trubisky in the beginning of the season and they said this guy sucks man Pickett's not ready he's not coming in none of this other stuff well guess what they brought him in that guy has gotten better every week of the season that he's played every week that that that, that quarterback in Pittsburgh's played he's gotten better the Jets quarterback Zach Wilson just keeps going back 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 shut your well, mouth dude you're nobody well, you're well, nobody to begin with. And the, and the media keeps hyping you up. Just shut your mouth and play. Well, I don't know about that. I don't think the media is hyping him up at all. I mean, I name somebody outside of me who's actually. Yeah, you got you. You got Evan Roberts. All these other guys saying that. Oh, I think he's the answer. He's talented. What talent do you see in this guy? Sal, where's the talent? No, well, the There's talent's no talent. there. I mean, the talent. He's just been terrible. And name it's one, specifically, ter- give me an specifically terrible against it. What's that? What's an example? I, I can't even remember one play this year. He's made plenty of plays. So he's made plays. Now, look, is he Patrick Mahomes? No, but he's made plenty of plays. And thanks for the call, Sebastian. By the way, the media is not building him up. The media is tearing him down. Where have you been the last several weeks? He's made plenty of plays, whether it's dropping the arm angle down and throwing it in tight windows. Um, you know, he's had some decent fourth quarters. 
he hasn't been great. Nobody's going to dispute that, but he hasn't been awful outside of the two New England games. He's got a big arm. He's got great escapability. He's got good mobility, but I don't even care about all that. What I've seen from him as a leader is a turnoff more so than any of the on-field skill that he possesses. He's got to mature. He's got to grow up. You know, when you talk about Pittsburgh and Pickett, well, the big difference in Pittsburgh is they have a structure there. They have a system that they put players in to succeed. They also hold players accountable. The Jets don't do it. They haven't done it with Zach Wilson. It's obvious. How do they let him stand up and do that? You think Bill Belichick or Bill Parcells or any self-respecting coach would allow that that we saw yesterday from their quarterback? No way. That is universally ripped by anybody who's ever done anything with the NFL, whether it is a fan, whether it is somebody who's played, coached, whatever. That is unacceptable on any level. Who says that? You feel like you let the defense down? No, no. Unacceptable. 877-337-6666. Keep going with your calls. On the other side, I have a little story to tell, too, about uh, my excursion this weekend. Thought I was being father of the year. Look at me, daddy of the year. Turns out it uh, maybe wasn't such a good move. That plus Joe Beningo coming up at 4.40 a.m. to give his thoughts on the latest fiasco for the Jets. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. It's all happening right now. Football, basketball, hockey, and soon enough, the World Cup. And there's no better place to wager on all of it than Superbook Sports. When you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day, Superbook will give you a bonus up to $1,000. When the sports world is busy, it's time to get busy winning some money. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com to wager and win today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler, let's get to some of the calls here before we have Joe B coming up at 440. Brad is calling from Long Beach Island. What's up, Brad? All right, Sal. And I think when um, Marcus Jones was getting about the 30-yard line, I think Joe Beningo started going to cardiac arrest on that one. He might but, have. We'll um, ask him about it coming up in 10 minutes, yeah. Yeah, he, you know, and, and plus he had BT over the house. That had to be, that had to be a nut house when that happened, you know? BT was coming over to watch the game with Joe and his friends. Oh, um, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah Phil, he'll tell you. Um, the thing is, um, I mean, Sal, I mean, I love your, your passion. I mean, you make the night go smoothly because it's crazy to listen to some of the things that go on in sports. But the Jet fans, the only thing is I want to cheer them up because since 69. Uh, I, I don't, you're wasting time here. Get to the friggin' point. You don't even make it. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. What's up, Hector? Gee, 
Jeez. Oh, my gosh. We got ordinary style today. Oh, I'm no, it's not ordinary okay. style. I know How that guy. He's, an, he's a caller who pranks all the time, and he's just dancing around. Oh, yeah, you're great. This or that. Talking about Joe being beat. Get to the point. Just make a point, please. Anyway, go ahead, Hector. All right. I got a couple of points I want to try to get to, my brother. But first, I got to tell you, man, you say don't catch out on parlay. Let me tell you about this parlay I should have cast out yesterday, right? I like watching the game and catching a feel for the game real quick, right? I like catching a feel for the game, and then I'll, I'll do a little live thing, maybe at any time touchdown. So I'm watching the Giants game yesterday, and I don't know why. I said, oh, let me do this little crazy stuff. I put Daniel Jones, Richie James, and what's the, the, the tight end for the Giants? Hodges, whatever the other thing is. I put those three guys on the parlay, and I bet them also individually. Nothing crazy. Five dollars goes out, you know? Five dollars on that party was giving me twenty four hundred dollars. So come fast forward to the fourth quarter, Richie James scores because we know that it just scored right away. Richie James scores, they offer me like forty one dollars, and I'm here like, ah, should I take this? Maybe the Giants get the ball back, and who knows? Boom, gone. <laughs> So I should, probably should have took that cash out. I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess I when you're looking at it that way. But you make the you make the bet for a reason. I mean, if you're going to give up on it halfway well, through. That was a crazy bet, though. That's yeah, well, that is true. <laughs> Look at the guys that I picked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I should have took right. it. I should have took it when I was ahead. But anyways, um, back to the game. You know, I'm watching the game yesterday, and I'm watching both games. I got a split screen. And, and I'm like, geez, man, both of these teams. And first of all, I got to say, I thought coming into the games, it was too much put into these games. Like, both the seasons was over. The Jets, I get it, the whole fan thing, the whole rivalry with, you know, the Patriots and, and you mm. want to beat Bill and blah, blah, blah. I get it. But the season is not over. For either team, it was both bad losses, you know, they were tough to watch. And it brings up the worries that we both have as fan bases, which is the quarterback, right? Well, so, not only that, yeah. I, I think it's just it's just there. It, it deflates their high hopes for the season in a certain way, it ruins their legitimacy where you look at what the Jets, they needed to be able to beat the Patriots to be taken seriously as one of the top teams in the AFC. So and why, again, why, why are those out, really? And like the Patriots, if you, if you listen to critics, it's not like the Patriots are one of the top teams in the league this year. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, that's more just fan-based, more about rivalry and stuff. Oh, you got to beat the Patriots. So what? Okay, you lose the Patriots twice. It hurts as a fan. It hurts for the rivalry, whatever. But if you go out still and win another four or five games, you'll still find yourself in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And you can still do whatever you thought you could do. At the end of the day, both fan bases, media everywhere, no one expected these teams to be where they are, right? And I'm not saying it's okay, because now you're here, you want to seize the opportunity. That's how I feel about the Giants. We're here now, you try to seize the opportunity, right? You never know what can happen. So, yeah, right. it hurts to have lost. But even with the Giants now, we have these division games, and they go out there and win on Thursday, and you tell me right now, how the hell are you going to think they could win on Thursday? But if they do go out there and win on Thursday and, right. you know, beat Washington and blah, 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 and find themselves in the playoffs, what are we talking about? Well, oh, right. Anything, no, you're you know? right. Anything could happen, and it doesn't guarantee oh, a loss, but losing at home to the Lions in the fashion that they did – has to make you second guess how you thought if you looked at this Giants team as you know a great team and a team that had a chance to be a top team. If you look around the NFL and pay attention, they're you know sadly their record is close, but they're not anywhere close to the top teams in the NFC and certainly well, not the AFC. Well, no, of course not. That's what I'm saying. If you look at it, if you look at it objectively, you know these teams and they're not Super Bowl contenders. But again, you're here. You want to take advantage. When I come away from that game is, I, listen, I'm 
not a Jones guy. I don't think the kid is good. So when I watched that game yesterday, and I see him close to close out the first half, he had a pass that he tried to bullet to um, Robinson. That if he just lobs it over his head, the dude probably scores an 80 yard touchdown. You know what I'm saying? And some people can say, oh, he got hit. He got the throw off, and he threw a bullet. So you could have put some touch on that if you would did all that. So that's yeah, what I come you. away from. So, and when I no, listen I... to you, and to finish yeah. up, when I listen to you say, you know, you have faith in Zach, and, and then you go down the line and you say, well, he has a strong arm. They say the same thing about Daniel Jones. He can run. Same thing with Daniel Jones. Like, I don't understand. I think they both back. I think both franchises are in trouble because they're good. Jets with a better defense than probably the Giants. You know, but, you know, Giants maybe with, I don't know what to say, better coaching, but we're more confident in the coaching maybe. I don't know. But they both seem to be on the right track. Except that the Bulls have a problem at the quarterback, and I don't know how they can fix it. Well, they're they're both in two different spots, Hector. They're in two totally different spots, and thank you for the call, as always. And to compare the quarterbacks right now, you can't. There is no comparison of the quarterbacks. And as rough as you know, Daniel Jones may be at times, you don't talk about the interceptions or whatever it may be, you, you can win games with Daniel Jones. The Jets have not been able to win games with Zach Wilson. They've won games in spite of Zach Wilson. And he's been okay in moments in second halves or fourth quarters, sure. But ultimately, Zach Wilson has been embarrassing in the two games in particular against New England. And while Daniel Jones has had... And now look, Daniel Jones is way further along in his career than Zach Wilson. He should be better than where he's at. But you can't compare the two teams or the two quarterbacks, and even the two teams where the Jets are further along. See, the Giants' quarterback is further along, but the Jets' organization is further along in their rebuild. This is year one with Brian Dable and Joe Shane. As for Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, you know, Joe Douglas has been here a while, and now Robert Sala is here. This is his second year. So their defense is the best unit of all if you compare the Giants and, and Jets. And the Jets are further along as far as that goes. But the Giants have the better quarterback right now. And the Jets better hope that that changes by next year the latest. Brett is calling from Long Island. Brett, I wasn't sure we'd hear from you this morning. Hey, Sal. Good morning. How's the weather? How's your family doing? How's your daughter? How's everything? Everything's okay. Weather is freezing <laughs> cold. It's horrible. I know. I'm kind of kidding. I just I didn't want to call today, but one of my friends said, you better call. Don't be like that. Call. Take it. And uh, for the first time in 11 weeks, uh, yeah, the Giants, uh, I'm concerned about the Giants. Uh, I'm negative. All the negativity from everybody, all game and everything. I'm just, I'm miserable. I, I, I wish I wasn't so vested in this because it like ruins my whole day and the week and you know, uh, you, well, you know, you were right. You, the Giants don't I'm, look good, and I'm worried about Thanksgiving. And yeah, first time. I always well, had hope, I guess, but they got punched in the mouth yesterday, and I can't make any excuses about it. By the Lions, now right, look, anything right, so, could happen. Not well, I'm just saying, you got the Cowboys on the rise, and you're telling me, oh, you're doing a show like it's Dallas, you know, Dallas Talk Radio. You saw the Cowboys win 40 to three in Minnesota. The Giants, on their best day, don't have that in them. That's the problem. You're going to need Dallas to make mistakes, and the Giants to play smart, perfect football, which could happen. I just don't anticipate, it. and I think you got a a little bit of an awakening in this game. Not to say the Giants are bad, but just. Uh oh, maybe we should rein it back a little bit. I'm going to my father-in-law's on Thursday. He's, you know, he's 65 years old. He grew up watching Roger Staubach, diehard Cowboy oh, fan. I, boy. I, 
I don't want to go. I'm like, I'm really sad about this, man. But I, I got to go, Sal. I wanted to call you. You, you know, I'm not hey, happy. I'm miserable. And I'm have a great day. I just wanted to face it today. I'll talk to yeah, you later. Well, good. I'm going to earn some respect here. Thank you for the call, Brett. Not that you needed it, maybe. Not that you care, but you earned some respect. I called you out. You knew you had to call up anyway. After that Giants performance, come on now. And Dallas to boot. Look, we all make mistakes. We all get things wrong. You thought the Giants were going to go to the Super Bowl. And now maybe you think otherwise. And by the way, I'm not going to... See, my opinion on the Giants hasn't changed off of that game. I expected them at some point to perform like this. I thought it was going to come Thursday, not yesterday. I thought yesterday might be an issue. I didn't think it was as big of an issue as we saw. You're right. They got punched in the mouth and they had no answer. And I'd be very concerned about a bludgeoning on Thursday. But the good news is it's all right there in front of them. Four division games in a row. Go out there and prove themselves. Be the ball. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. back a ways it's been a while since i had joe on i don't even know if i've ever had him on my show certainly not on the overnight the legend of the overnights himself that song he made famous every monday morning joe b how are you bro yeah you, you lead me in with the bangles on manic monday manic monday oh my god that's how for you. am come I? on you did that you did that forever what do you mean that's your song i i tell you what bro how am i I'm not good. How can I be good? I mean, you know, you know what? There's there's bad losses, there's brutal losses, and then there's cruel losses. You know what I mean, bro? This did was you, a cruel loss. Did you ever what? feel like the Jets? Were, I know we talked earlier in the day, and you, you know, said you, you can't even you can't even enjoy these games. Did not you ever at all. Feel like though the Jets were going to win that game. I felt the only way they were going to win the game, Sal, is if the defense made a turn, got a turnover, and either scored the touchdown. Was set him up for the game-winning, you know, touchdown or field goal. You know, I, I said this throughout the game. I, I kept saying to the guys I was watching the game with, if the defense doesn't force a turnover, they're not winning. And they didn't. As good as the defense played, they played terrific. Six sacks. You know, they. I mean, really. I mean, uh, let's be honest. The Patriots had the ball the whole damn game. Um, if the defense was out there. They made the plays they have to had to make to keep them in the game, but they didn't force that turnover. And you know. That's they had to have that happen to win with the way the offense was playing. And let me say this about the quarterback, okay? I have never seen a quarterback play a worse game 
when he didn't turn it over. Now, he should have threw two picks. He had that one that, that hit McCart- McCourty right in the freaking hands. I couldn't believe he didn't catch it. There was another one on the sideline. I think there was another one where there was kind of a low throw that the guy didn't hang on to. But, I mean, he was brutal yesterday. And, can we, and, and why can't we see Mike White play, Sal? Can I ask you that question, bro? Why well, can't I mean, Mike White? Can we see Mike? Are they so <laughs> afraid that Mike White is better than this guy? Okay. They have to justify the fact that they took this kid with the second pick in the draft. Are they so afraid that Mike White is better? Is that really well, how about what he's? How about what he said afterward? I mean, that's what I've been saying, Joe, all morning long. And obviously, his play on the field was putrid, and it was putrid. last time they played New England. But he's he's arrogant, and his arrogance on the he field is. and off of he it. Is. How is he? Somebody needs to hold him accountable. How can you stand up there? And I've never seen this in my life. You go back further than me. Maybe you could tell me. The the offense scored three freaking points. They had two yards in the second half. The defense did all they could to keep that game yep. within yep. reach. And then he's asked after the game flat out, "Do you feel like you let the defense down?" And he says, "No." What? Yeah. yeah. Now, I, look, I, I I don't know what to tell you. I I really don't. I mean, look, they have an elite defense. They may have the best defense in football. If not, it's in the, it's in the top three or four. Uh, they certainly got a lot of – they're a championship-caliber team without a quarterback. That's pretty much what they are right now. And I've kind of defended this guy that he was winning. Okay, I don't need him to throw for 350 yards. I don't need him to throw four touchdowns every game to win. But I can't defend him anymore after this game, after yesterday. I just can't. I mean, he, he was flat-out brutal yesterday. Missing guys. Now, the, the best pass he threw all day, Sal, was the one that Mims dropped in the first quarter. That was the best ball he threw all day. He put it right mm-hmm. on Mims. Mims did a Johnny Lamb Jones. He jumped in. He had to catch a ball he didn't have to jump for. But, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I'll say this to the coaching staff. And I gave the coaching staff praise uh, two weeks ago. I thought that was a terrific job they did against Buffalo, right? This was, this was brutal. They took 50 steps backwards yesterday. LaFleur so had a horrible say- day. Call, call plays. They never. There's no designed runs for this kid. Every quarterback in foot. You, you see it, Sal. Every quarterback. Every young quarterback in the game. They got designed runs for. Whether it's Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen. You know your guy Mariota. You go right on down the line. Every Dak Prescott. Every freaking quarterback in football. That's a young quarterback. They have designed runs for him. There's none for this guy. I know he had a couple runs. He had that one run when he got the first down when. They challenged it, and they got the call on it uh, on the sideline there. But that was, you know, scrambling out of the pocket. Uh, it's terrible. They never, they never roll him out. Everything is in the pocket. He's terrible when he's standing in the pocket. I, I'm, I'm delirious today, Sal. Delirious. And they, they, well, I'm not surprised. They, they can't run the football either. And you say, you know, how do you knock the coach? And I'm with you. I, look, I like Robert Sala. Problem is, he's the head coach, not the defensive coordinator. Head coach. And when this starts to become a problem where your quarterback is disliked by everybody in that locker room, where your quarterback's not holding accountability yeah, or yeah. not being held accountable, where the offense isn't doing anything to match what the defense is doing, that to me is on the coach as well. Of course. Of course. There's no question about it. And I'm telling you, even though they couldn't run the ball, I still would have kept running the ball, Sal. And here's the other thing. There's no screen pass. You ever see a screen pass with this team? Never. You see it with Belichick all over the place. There's no screen passes. There's no like, there's no draw play. There's nothing. Like I said, no design runs for the quarterback. They don't roll them out at all. It, it just, it's unbelievable. I mean, it just, I, oh my. You God. think, you think if they did design a screen that Wilson could actually get it to the re, the well, running back? In that that's time? a good point. I mean, he had those two passes. They had that one to Barrios, that quick, you know, right off the line of scrimmage. He sailed it on him. 
There was another one to Mims, the same play. He sailed it on him. It was a little better. Mims got his hands on it, but it was like a, you know, it was you had to make a catch like Justin Jefferson last week in a Buffalo game to catch the ball. Uh, and uh, he was, uh, I don't know, he was brutal. There was another one with Elijah Moore. Right after the Mims dropped, there was a pass to Elijah Moore. He's wide open. He, he short hopped it by about five yards to him. Oh, my God. Sal. I just don't understand. And, Joe, I've, I've been talking about it. Like, I believe in Wilson's skill set. Uh, this, this to me, he's missing throws that you or I yep. can make, and I'm not being facetious. So not does anymore. That mean, At least me, maybe you, not me well, anymore. Uh, I don't, and I don't even have a good arm. But the, the guys are right in front of him; they're wide open. Is yeah. it mental, or you think this? It, to me, it's mental. Uh, uh, maybe even that play, to, even the one where McCordy dropped the interception, Conklin is wide open. He threw it twenty feet over his head. Oh my god! Oh, how, how's a professional quarterback missing? I know. Did, did you enjoy yourself yesterday during the game? No, were you a good. No, I had, I had no enjoyment team? yesterday. This, I'm telling. You, I told you this. I don't enjoy these games anymore. Only after they win them, it's getting harder. And the older I get, Sal, and when my, it's easy. It's actually easier to watch games when they stink. Because it doesn't, you know, you don't care. You know, they're two and eight. It doesn't matter. Here's yesterday where they have a chance to take control of the division. All right, go to go into first place in the division, and they it just a complete zero. I mean, the offense was a complete zero yesterday, and then to lose the game like they did with a punt return, with not even to get into the damn overtime, Sal, to lose the game the way they did on a freaking punt return. And what was Salah doing at the end of the game, wasting time at the end of the game like he was? I, mean, I, I, didn't, I understand he didn't want to put the Patriots back on the field, but I, I'm like, I'm just shaking my head watching that last drive. I really, I'm shaking my head. Unbelievable. You know, don't you think, though, don't you think, Joe, the pain in this case is a good thing because it does mean the Jets are relevant and are playing meaningful games? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> We've lost 14 straight games to freaking New England, okay? 14 in a row. That's I mean, brutal. that makes Eight it even years. worse. And you know what? They're better than it. they got better personnel. Of course, Belichick, you know, you know Belichick is – look, I mean, he's the, Belichick's the greatest coach there ever was in any sport as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you, you give me the – he's the best head coach in the history of the game, manager, head coach, whatever you want to say, in any sport. But, but with that said, no, how, how could I say that? They, they went from being in – possibly being in first place in the division. Now they're in last place in the division. And now they're not even in a playoff spot now. The Bengals win. They went ahead of them. They got the tiebreaker because they beat them earlier in the year. I mean, it's just, uh, bro. Uh, any, I, any solace in the fact that Bill afterwards said the Jets played as hard? They're always, they always play tough. They're good. They're a good team. Any no, I mean, nothing. That? He won again. What does that mean? The only solace I have is that they got a big-time defense. The defense is tremendous. I mean, I, I, you know, I can't say enough about them. Every time New England was getting – every time New England got inside a 30-yard line, you know, they sacked them or they hit them. They, they got a, a big play for a loss. I mean, that's the only thing I can say. And it would be nice if – can we once – I love my defense. Can they one time – recover a fumble. They had that one fumble that Juju Smith fumbled the ball. Carl Lawson's looking at it. DJ Reed basically jumps on it, doesn't come up with it. They never come up with a damn fumble, bro. Never, never, and that never. that would have changed. They need one of those to change the, this game, although you would think and, the way they... And, and, and one other thing, it. too. Let's be honest about this, though. Okay, and I've been saying this all year. The Jets have to overcome being the Jets. They get no calls from the officials. How about the play on... A, Zach is on a goal line on a third down. He clearly gets hit in the face 
Okay. Hands to the face, yeah. And clearly got smacked in the helmet, and they don't throw the flag. Even on the game-winning punt return, you're telling me there wasn't a block in the back on about the 15-yard line there? As the guy's going into the end zone, there was no block in the back on James Hardy? Where the hell was the flag? What was they, that? They, they, they said it was a block in the side afterwards. Come on. Yeah, it was. I'll tell you right, let me tell you right now, and I've said this over and over. If that play where, and that's not what he lost. But if that play with Zach Wilson on the goal line where he gets hit in the head, if that's Mac Jones, they're throwing the flag, bro. And the same thing if that's if that's reversed with let's say Berrios returning that kick for a, a punt for a touchdown, they're throwing the flag on an illegal block in the back. There's no doubt in my mind, no doubt. If if you were to rank like an OTP, oh the pain rankings of jet right. losses, where where does this one rank? It's way it's up there. I think I think we'll have to see how the season plays out. To, because this could be a, a season-altering loss. Do you know what I mean? This is the kind of loss that that just puts a complete damper on the year. Now, look, there's still a lot of football to be played. You know, there's six and four. And nobody thought they'd be six and four after ten games. I mean, we understand that. You know, they still got seven games to play. Um, you know, get to ten and they should make the playoffs. They go four and three the rest of the way. But it's it's a kick in the gut, man. I mean, I you know. It's it's one of the worst one of the worst regular season losses uh, in a long long time. Maybe even worse so, than when they lost you know uh, the last week of the season in Buffalo in 2015. Maybe even worse because this team you, is a yeah because this team is a young team on the rise. Sal, that team was a one year team. They were no matter how far they went, they were a veteran team. You know, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker. You know, this team is a young team on the rise. You know what I mean? So this is a different feel to this team than that team back in 2015, a, a much different feel. Yeah, this was a chance to prove <clears throat> themselves as legitimate right. here. Right. Now, are you – I know you said that you'd rather see Mike White right now. Are you done with Wilson, like, as in forever or just for this year? Well, i like to see – let me see – I want to see this kid. Look, there's no reason you can't go back to Wilson. And there's no reason you couldn't have put him in the game yesterday, White, and still gone back to Wilson. But you know what's going to happen Sunday. You know, they're playing a the Bears Sunday. And it, as soon as Zach starts, Zach starts throwing crummy passes all over the place, or he throws a couple picks, the crowd's going to be screaming for Mike White. They're going to be screaming for Mike White. You know they are. So, I, you know, I'd like to see him. You know, they buried this guy. He had that one great game against the Bengals, okay? Then he had one bad game. He got hurt, and we've never seen him again. They refuse. I'm telling you, I, I really believe this. They are, they are scared that this kid is better than Zach. I'm telling you. And, and, and I mean it. I really believe that. I really believe it, uh, Sal. I really well, something's don't. Gotta, something's got to change. I mean, at some point, they can't keep like To me, the lack of awareness, the arrogance, lack of accountability, that's yeah. worse than, than the hideous performance that we saw on the field. And I don't care if it's Joe Douglas call, Robert Sala, somebody needs to get the message through to Zach Wilson. And maybe in the process they could have, whether it's White or Flacco, whatever, mm -hmm. and win some games here and make the post. Well, Flacco, forget Flacco, Flacco. Flacco, forget about Flacco. Especially with the way the offensive line played yesterday, forget about it. Flacco yeah. would have been in a, they would have been wheeling him out. Are you kidding me? I don't <laughs> want to see Flacco anymore. No, 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 no. I want to see the kid. I want to see Mike White. I want to give, give this guy a show. Let me see this guy play. Why not? Sit, sit Wilson's rear end down and let's see. You know, maybe that's straight. Maybe that wakes him up a little bit if he gets benched here. 
You know what I mean? Well, that's the, that's the only thing I think at this point that will maybe humble him because he clearly needs to be humbled. And Joe, I can't thank you enough. We're up against it here. I know you're going to be, I guess, later on today, right, with uh, Tiki and Tierney? Yeah, I'll be on with BT and uh, and Tiki. I'm doing my podcast. I'll be doing that in a short period of time. So, When was the last time you were on the overnights? <sighs> last time I was on the overnight. I don't know. Maybe when I was doing it. It's been a long time, Sal. Oh, for you, Sal, no problem, especially after this horrific like, oh yeah, I know Fleegs loves having you. You said he talked to you in January as well. Another big Jet fan, so you guys can commiserate together. But I appreciate it, Joe. It's nice. I want to welcome you in with the Bengals song. Has that Monday overnight feel, you know what I mean? A Jets nah, it does. you on it the does. air. It does. I, I, I'm getting ready to say uh, to bring Don Imus in, and of course uh, the late great Don <laughs> Imus, the late great Bernard yeah. McGurk, you know, all these guys, man, back from the old days, you know what I mean? Well, Charles McCord, oh my God. Yeah, no, I, I remember those days well. I appreciate the time, Joe. We'll talk to you soon. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Best to you and Terry. Hey, by okay? the way, congrats on your Falcons yesterday, man. You're right. You know what? You, you could kill your team all you want. You know what? You're right there. You're a half game out of first place in your, in your division. So Yeah, 28-3, to three, that's something you never get over, Joe. I understand. I, I get yeah. it. I get it. And to, that's, to that's boot, pretty tough to get. And, and also to the Patriots, I get it, Sal. I understand. Yeah, and, and I watched the game yesterday with your boy Ray Martell. He forced his way over, and he was sitting there celebrating, watching. Of course uh, he was. Of yeah, course, yeah. of course. Don't even get me All started right, on Ray. I love yeah, Ray, I but we, we we have a little issue when it comes to our football teams, as you might might imagine. Uh, <laughs> you know? No, I know. I can imagine. I can imagine. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate. All right, Sal. All, all the love, all the bro. Love. Take care. Yeah. There you have it, Joe Beningo on a Monday morning. On a Monday morning overnight talking Jets law. Some things never change. All right, that does it for us. Back again tonight, Monday night at midnight. We'll recap the weekend in the NFL as well as get into some baseball. I purposely left all the baseball out. Oh, I didn't even tell my story about the weekend and my adventure at the at the Madison Square Garden watching Bluey. I'll get into that tonight, too. Thanks to Fleegs, as always, for all his help. Thanks to everybody who listened and called. We truly do appreciate it. Of course, thanks to Joe B. for getting up this early. Although he says he's up this early anyway, taking care of the cats. But we appreciate him hopping on. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. It'll be okay, New York football, eventually. All right, we'll see you tonight at midnight. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. The We all know baseball is a long season. I'm Brett Boone from the Brett Boone Podcast. This summer, take a trip down memory lane with me and hear from the legends of the game. So far this year, I've had conversations with Randy Johnson, Pete Rose, Deion Sanders. Plus, every week we look at the state of Major League Baseball, which teams are exceeding expectations, which ones are struggling to meet them. Follow and listen to the Brett Boone Podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.